The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kick off, and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 24th. I'm Donald Ware. Two. Count them, two days away from the start of the HBCU football season. I hope this week you've enjoyed our student-athlete profiles as some of the players have taken center stage. Uh, Lubert Danilis, Davius Richard, and Jada Byers, the running back from Virginia Union, on yesterday. Of course, tomorrow will begin the... HBCU National Game of the Week preview, and I think a lot of you know what that game will be, and we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We're going to take it back a little bit. We'll take it back to, uh, as a matter of fact, the countdown to kickoff that took place on July the 15th, and going to replay the conversation we had with Shaw. Head football coach Adrian Jones. Your thoughts? First of all, you're you're, I, I, you may be the longest tenured head coach in the CIAA. Maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. But you've been there seven years. Does it seem like it's been seven years at Shaw? It doesn't seem like it's been seven years. Um, to correct you, it's me and Coach Hayes. We both came in the same year. 
So it doesn't seem like it's been seven years. No, nah, I must be doing a little something right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, I, when you think back to the 2022 season, I want to kind of get your thoughts because I know there were a lot of high expectations coming into last year, coming off that 2021 season. In the last couple of years, it's been you and Fayetteville State battling for that division crown. Um, not to make excuses, but you were beset by some injuries in 2022. Yeah, yeah we had a lot of injuries. You know, we, you don't expect to have a lot of injuries by your starters, but, you know, things happen, and um, we had to go back to the drawing board and, and, and build depth. So, you know, if guys get hurt, we don't have to worry about those things. But uh, we're prepared, and um, we learned our lessons from the injuries, and, and hopefully we have a great season this year. What do you take away? What did you take away from spring and spring practice this year? Um, you know, you have to self-evaluate yourself. You know, it starts with the coaches. A lot of times coaches like to blame the players, but at the end of the day, you know, we're the coaches. we got to find out what we're doing wrong to make sure that we're a better football team. And just to piggyback on that, uh, Christian, Christian Peters, our quarterback, you know, he's not a pocket passer, and I think – we did him a disjustice by, you know, trying to make him a pocket passer. He's an athlete. You know, we're going to use him in um, various different ways, wide receiver, quarterback, you know, whatever we can do to, you know, disrupt the defense. So it starts with the, with the coaches. And I think we did a good job of making sure that we're good on offense and on defense and what we can do better. It seems that we're seeing a lot of a sort of a, maybe a two-system quarterback situation in college football as a whole and it sounds like you're going to implement that this year as well it's not a secret christian peter is going to be our starter but um between silas uh cruz and um and patrick blake they'll be the uh, the other quarterback the other trigger man and um whenever christian's not at quarterback expect to see him at wide receiver and he's going to have some help in the backfield sydney gibbs comes back for you. I mean, this is a guy rushed for in excess of 700 yards on last year's a previous uh, all first team all CIAA guys rushed for a thousand yards in a season in his career. One of the preeminent quarterbacks in the CIAA or, yeah. or running backs, I should say. Uh, Sidney Gibbs has had a great career. You know, um, right now I was telling the coaches the other day that uh, it's probably out of my 20 plus years of coaching, it's probably the most focused kid I've ever seen in my life. He is very focused on making it to the NFL and making. Shaw University, uh, you know, a powerhouse. Um, he's doing everything right. He's been a leader. Um, we just, he's just a great kid. You know, um, he's looking forward to breaking um, the the, single, the the all-time record at Shaw University. I think he's like 300 plus yards from breaking it. You know, that's that's big for uh, for a person to come in and, and be a four-year starter. Can you speak to how you're able, because now you've got the transfer report on a kid like that, you, you, you mentioned the fact that he's got tremendous skills, maybe a guy potentially that could play somewhere else, yet he's playing for you for four years. How in this day and age of college football are you able to keep not just the Sydney kids, but kids in general at your school? It, it, it's hard. You know, um, Sydney Gibbs, I don't know if you knew, last year went in the transfer portal. But, you know, he came back to us and, you know, apologized and was like, Coach, this is where I started. This is where I want to finish. You know, it's now it's, um, Division II football um, has become the, the modern-day JUCO. You know, guys get some experience here and then want to move up. So we, as coaches, have to prepare and um, make sure that we bring in enough athletes so when those guys leave that we don't miss a beat. Let's stick with the offense a little bit. That offensive line looks, should be very solid for you in 2023. No disrespect. We got the best offensive line in the conference. I really do believe that. You know, we did a good job of uh, recruiting. You know, we got some guys in the mid-year 
they got to learn our system. You know, we we six four across the board, and and not just guys that can't move. They're athletic, and they want to see Sidney Gibbs be successful. Let's look at the defense a little bit. I mean, you got you've got some guys that can really play, but we I want to focus on this kid, Jay Boyd, first team All CIAA on last year. Talk about what he means to that defense. Jay Boyd means a lot. You know, a little thing about Jay Boyd, he came in last semester, last year at the beginning of the year, and two or three days later, he was uh, one of our leaders on the team. You know, he went in, he was the second leading interception um, guy in the conference. Uh, he leads by example. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, is our general, and we look forward to him coming back and doing the same thing this year. Who are some of the other guys we can, we, or names we need to be on the lookout for on the defensive side of the football for the Bears this season? You got Jaden Clark, who plays corner. Um, he was had four interceptions last year. He was third in the league in um, interceptions and missed four games. Uh, you have James Simon, 6'5", 230 pound, former defensive end that we moved to linebacker. Um, you have Elijah Wilson, who was all rookie at safety. Um, and uh, Brian Patterson, and the list goes on. Only real person we lost on our defense last year is um, Jaleel Stroggins. You know, that's a, that's a hole that we have to um, fill, but up front, we look just the same as we did last year. And so you look at the schedule, you've got a tough one. You, you've, you go on the road in the first game, go to Columbia, South Carolina, to take on Benedict. Um, but then three of your first four games are on the road. Can you kind of speak to that and, you know, trying to kind of get out to the right start? Well, we used to being on the road, but like you said, Benedict, who was um, the black college national champs, um, you know, that's a big game. They're going to be ranked in top 25. Then we come back and play Virginia Union, who's in the rank in the top 25 as, uh, as well. So we're going to be battle tested, you know, but we're up for the challenge. We look forward to it, you know. Um, one thing about me, man, this, this football team that we got this year, I'm confident in it. And it's not to be cocky, or, or, but it's, it's confidence. We think that we can win the CIAA. Not saying that, you know, it's going to be easy, but um, it's a good conference. But uh, we're seasoned. We're probably one of the most veteran teams and one of the most veteran coaching staff. So we're going to hang our hat on that and, um, and, and make people play us. Staff-wise, any changes to your staff coming into 2023? No staff changes. Um, it'll be Coach Hester's second year at off, um, offensive coordinator. We did lose Coach Manigo to Virginia State last year. And um, I think Coach Hester's done a great job of learning and, and getting better and making sure our offense is, is good. You know, but other than that, everybody's back. But, and then I talked about the first three of the first four games that are on the road, but then you've got three straight home games. You know, to speak to that and being, you know, I know you're at Durham County Stadium, but kind of being back in the fold at home. Um, we, well, you know, I'm from Durham. You know, I think uh, Durham County Stadium is a great venue for us. You know, um, I know it's a, it's, it's a little ways from Raleigh, but the venue's nice. You know, we enjoy it, and it's home to us, you know, and we're going to um, protect our home. You know, last year we did a lot better on the road, but we expect to be a powerhouse in our own home. How are you growing? So, again, I mentioned seven seasons. How are you growing as a head coach at Shaw? Um, it's just finding our niche, being a good coach, you know, making sure our, our coaches are, are, are held liable uh, and making sure our kids are learning. Uh, you know, I used to be more of a, a delegator. Now I kind of let my coaches coach. I believe in them. 
you know, I just sit back and make corrections where corrections need to be made. And you know, one of the things you were sharing before we came on the air, you've got a young lady that's going to be uh, one of the place kickers for you this year. Can you speak to that? The young lady on our, our team this year is uh, India. She's a soccer player. We actually gave her a scholarship. She's not going to play soccer anymore. Um, she's actually going to be our backup kicker. And, and she worked out for us, and she's a very good kicker. So we're looking forward to making history. We're having our first girl on our, um, on our football team. So Adrian Jones, extremely confident with respect to the Shaw Bears and what the Bears can do in 2020. Three. So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On tomorrow, a preview of the HBCU National Game of the Week. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can watch on the Botch to Row YouTube channel as well as listen online at BotchToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia.com. Uh, also have a great rest of your day and we'll talk with you tomorrow we hope you enjoy this episode of the hbcu football daily podcast you can watch on our youtube page on youtube at hbcu football daily podcast don't forget to get your hbcu football fix on box to row with donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on sirius xm on the hbcu channel channel 142 and on espnu radio on sirius xm channel 84 follow us on facebook twitter and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.